but we get caught up thinking that we have to be different to do it. That we have to be thinner, smarter, richer, healthier. That we have to fix something or change who we are to make a positive impact on the world. I don't believe it. I believe we have all we need right now to do good and be happy. We just need to be ourselves. To go all in with our skills and talents, our energy and ideas, to be all that we are. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Sight. Hi! I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways, and by practical, I mean things that even I can do, and if I can do them, you can do them too, to live well, do good, and be happy. But today, we're going to start off talking about something that doesn't do any of those things. They don't help me live well. It doesn't help me feel good, or do good, or be happy. In fact, it makes me feel downright bad and mad and sad and other things that sound like a Dr. Seuss book. (laughs) And that is rejection. Even the word sounds mean. Rejection and criticism and feeling left out or cast aside or not enough. I don't love those things and I'm betting you don't either. But rejection is a big part of life. Criticism is a big part of life. And if you're a writer, it's a really big part of life. Unfortunately, rejection is more common than money or publication or acceptance. But then, you know, if you are a person, you've had your share of it too. And learning to live and cope and deal and manage with rejection and criticism and the pain that comes with that is a huge part of our lives. And if we can learn how to manage that kind of rejection and criticism successfully, so it doesn't eat us up and hold us back, we will feel better and we will do better in our lives. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Some strategies, some practices, some things I've had to learn to do and many things I'm still working on. In fact, I just had a really interesting experience with rejection. a whole new way to be turned off. (laughs) I'm looking to update my website and launch some other projects through work. And I was talking to a firm that does that kind of stuff and I had a great meeting. I mean, most of those kinds of meetings always feel a little like dating with me. Are we a good match? Do we like each other? Do they think I'm hilarious? Do I find them smart and interesting? But when you connect to those people in a good way, it's exciting and you start dreaming about the future together, what you can do for your business and your growth. And that's how I was feeling. I was pretty excited to talk to these people. I thought I had one of those kind of meetings with the creative director from this firm. We were on the line for over an hour and in the end she said she wanted to work with me and I said I wanted to work with her and she was going to send a proposal the next day and I was gonna send her money and I was all in. I felt excited. But then you know what? I think I was ghosted. And I've never been ghosted before, I don't think. I come from the age of of answering machines. So if somebody was going to break up with you, they'd just leave a message in the middle of the night or something, right? They wouldn't just walk off the planet. But I never heard back from her. And I followed up with a thank you note and later an email and nothing. And now, over a month later, I still haven't heard anything. 
I think I was ghosted. And at first that really did not feel good. I was second guessing myself and wondering how I'd missed the cues. How was I thinking we were all on board with this and then never get anything in return? I, I felt weird. There was a certain amount of questioning and self-doubt. And by the way, I'm totally over it. I was over it pretty quickly, but there were some moments of how did I miss all this? And truly, I'm so glad it happened that way because I don't want to work with somebody who would do that, right? I don't want to work with somebody who's not going to be available or all in. So that is great information to have. But I did feel rejected. And that meant there was some pain and some confusion and some second guessing. And yes, there was even a teeny bit of anger. I mean, really, professional ghosting? Come on. Of course, I'm not new to rejection. My first book was just more than 50 times before I found the right publisher. And writing and launching that book became one of the most rewarding experiences of my professional life. But then you can launch a book and it belongs to everybody. And everybody has an opinion, which many are willing to share, including the anonymous person on Amazon who gave a harsh review and cited passages that weren't even in my book. If you've dated, had a friend, had a job, taken, you know, a breath, done anything you've ever cared about remotely, you know that feeling of injustice and that heartache that comes from rejection, from ghosting, from negative criticism, anything that makes us feel less than. The reality is rejection is going to come and then it's going to come again and then it's going to come again. It's a very consistent and really we have no control over most of that especially if we're working to make a difference in the world like we are, you're going to hear your fair share of criticism, usually by the people who safely sit on their couch and leave negative comments on your blog or anonymous comments about your business on Yelp, right? It's easy to stay safe and criticize others um, and limit the amount of rejection we get in return when we do nothing at all. So. If you're out there in the world like we are, engaging in the world, working to make a difference in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our families, we're going to feel criticism. We're going to be rejected by people who aren't doing that. But that's not how we roll. And so the best we can do, really, for any challenge we face in life is to become very skilled at managing our rejections and the criticism we face. And we can. I'm not going to say let it go because I still remember every word of that negative Amazon review about my book. We as people are prone to negativity bias, which means our brains are actually wired to seek out trouble and then manage that trouble, right? With a fight or flight response. We learn to run from the trouble or we learn to stay and engage and fight it. In the past, this spidey sense of danger or threat was really important. It, it was the key to keeping us safe in the savannah, right? But in modern day, when we are criticized or rejected, we perceive that as a threat to our lives as well. And we keep circling around it and that boosts up our stress response and keeps us stuck in those bad feelings. And ultimately, that can uh, make us sick and it certainly ruins our day. And I just don't want to do that. Rejection is going to come. Criticism is going to come. So I wanted to learn about that and figure out different ways of dealing with it. So what do we do? I don't think rejection or non-constructive criticism is ever going to feel good to me. 
there's nothing we can do when we're ghosted or the agent says no thanks or the boss gives the job to someone else. We can't change that outcome. But we can use it to alter what we do next. And I think that is so important. In fact, I think it's so important that I wrote an entire chapter on it in my book, How to Live an Awesome Life. One thing it's important to do when we're dealing with rejection is to acknowledge that it hurts. It's not a weakness. Everyone likes to win, to feel like we belong, to be cared for. And it hurts when we don't feel that way. Researcher Naomi Eisenberger from UCLA found that exclusion or rejection actually activates the parts of our brain that process physical pain. So if you've had a bad breakup and you feel a heartache, you're feeling a physical heartache. When our hearts are broken, we are hurt. A heartache is really an ache and our bodies actually release the natural painkillers to help us ease that pain just the way they would do if we were physically injured. So the good news is rejection is such a normal and common circumstance that our bodies are actually wired to help us heal from it. But it still sucks in a big way. And it's important to remember you are not alone in your upset. We all feel it. You still belong. It's the one thing we all have in common. That imperfection, that sense of pain at rejection. That's important to remember because one of the ways to ease rejection is to reach out and talk to others. Share your feelings with a trusted friend. Trade stories. Remind yourself that pain is part of the deal. And so is overcoming it. We heal. So reach out, talk to others, share your rejection, and then the next step is to take a screw it action. The action you take when you really have nothing left to lose. Let me explain. When I was a young writer, I badly wanted to write for magazines, any magazine. I just wanted somebody to print my stuff. But there was one in particular, and I'd send in proposals, and I'd get rejections that said, few words, not for us, sorry if I heard anything at all. Often they just disappeared into uh, the U U.S. Postal Service. There was no email at the time. One day I was attending a conference where part of the deal was to meet and greet with the editor of that publication, and I couldn't wait. She was very successful and well-respected leader in the, in the business community. And when it was my turn, she spent the entire 30 seconds she gave me looking over my head. She gave a weird answer to my only question because she was not paying any attention to me. She didn't shake my hand. She didn't ask for my name. She didn't listen to what I said. In essence, she couldn't be bothered by me. I was super disappointed. I was embarrassed for both she and I, if I'm being honest. She did not present well. But I was young and clearly wasn't where I wanted to be professionally, and I felt so rejected, like I would never measure up, like I would never fit into this community of professional writers. The moment really stuck with me, it bugged me, but I used it to get better. And I took screw it action. I figured I was getting rejected anyhow, so screw it. I was gonna keep sending my queries to that magazine. And I did. But I also sent queries and proposals to other magazines. I took more classes, I worked with a mentor, and I started getting better and I started getting yeses from magazines even bigger than that one. Years later, I was a writer for another business publication and I was invited out to Chicago to their retreat. 
And while I was there at that retreat, I met other writers who were writing for the same publication. They were smart and interesting, and I fit right in. And guess what? One of those other writers was the former editor of the pub I had so wanted to work for, so wanted to impress. The same woman who wouldn't look me in the eye. She was no longer at that magazine. And a few months after meeting her at the retreat, she reached out to me and asked me to throw any extra work, any of the work I couldn't handle, her way. She was looking for assignments to cover. <laughs> I'd long let the angst of the moment go when she was rejected me and looking over my head. But after that conference, when I felt so excluded, like I didn't fit in as a real writer, I went home and took screw it action and I learned and got better. And it's so ironic that a couple of years later, we wound up at the same retreat together and she was asking me for work. When you are hurt or your feathers are ruffled or you're feeling full of self-doubt, go ahead and feel that pain. I can't avoid it. It's not easy, but recognize it, name it, and accept that it's going to be a sore spot for a bit, but heck, you can play hurt. Right? We can come off the bench injured and still have a good game. So rather than suppressing or denying that feeling of rejection or criticism, acknowledge it and take a screw it action and move closer in the direction you want to go. Move closer to your ultimate goal. Rejection often feels like the end of a dream. The relationship, the book, the job, the goal is not going to happen. Not in the way you envisioned at least. That's not necessarily true. So use it as a time to step back a minute. And when you are ready, chances are you'll see the doors that were all closed before are opening up or actually leading you toward a better possibility. My book was rejected over 50 times before I landed in just the right spot. But you have to keep going. And the reaching out part, when you talk to your friends or you share with a mentor your feelings about rejection or the time the assignment got passed to you or the promotion, you were overlooked for the promotion, it's easy to quit. Keep going. That is the antidote to dealing with rejection because then you don't have time to think about it, right? A couple of other ways to manage rejection besides uh, whine and sobbing and screw it action. And this is a silly one. Pop a Tylenol. <laughs> I'll drop this research in my show notes at www.imperfectspirituality.com and you can reach out through Twitter at PL Campbell and I'll give you the details of this research. But since rejection is tied to an experience of physical pain, right? We physically hurt when we're rejected. Researchers have found that acetaminophen a Tylenol can help reduce the physical and neural responses associated with the pain of social rejection. Next time you're suffering from a bad breakup, take a Tylenol. You'll feel better. And it doesn't hurt to become mindful about why the rejection feels so icky, to use the technical term. Can icky be a technical term? <laughs> I, I use high flute language in these parts, so hang on. Yes, it doesn't hurt to be mindful about why rejection feels so icky because it can hold lessons for us. Challenge those beliefs. If I'm feeling more hurt in the face of rejection, it usually centers around self-doubt, the sense that I'm somehow not good enough and that the rejection just proves that point. 
But with a little self-awareness, I can also find evidence of the things I am good at or the ways I can grow and improve or the positive qualities I do have. And you can too, right? Because we are all of this. There are things we're not good at. There are things we're going to not get. We are going to be rejected. We are going to be criticized. And some of it's going to be unfounded and some of it holds a clue to our growth and learning. So with self-awareness and mindfulness, you can pay attention to that and get the value out of the rejection and then move forward with your screw it action or whatever you need to do next. Right? Sometimes I really am not the right one for the job or the friendship. Sometimes it's just not a good match with the website development company. Sometimes I'm not good enough, but even in those moments, there are plenty of positives I can discover and remember. You might have to challenge yourself to find them in those down moments because when we're feeling hurt, it's hard to see the goodness we also hold, but do it anyhow, because we are never just our failures and perspective is always helpful to rejection recovery. Plus, don't start idolizing the thing that rejected you. There isn't just one magazine to write for, not just one guy or one woman, not just one way to get a promotion, not just one job, not just one grade. If you lose out on a sale, you'll get the next one. Don't get caught up in thinking that your only best option is behind you. Chances are you haven't even encountered it yet. Finally, along the lines of picking a new perspective, you gotta decide if this rejection really matters. I mean, I was pissed off and hurt when I was ghosted by the design firm. I took it personally for, you know, about 30 seconds or two hours. I made it about me and that made it harder to deal with. But it's not about me, it has nothing to do with me and it really doesn't matter because there are other design firms, other options. We weren't friends, I hadn't paid any money. And while it's normal that we always want to win or have the edge or be the best or be the one who gets asked out on the second date, we need to be honest and consider whether we really wanted it at all or if we just wanted to win, you know? I want it to be my choice. I wanna be the one deciding what I get to do. I don't want others rejecting me, that's for sure. But the bottom line is I really didn't need to work with that design firm. It wasn't about me because they didn't even know me. Done, right? Done. I don't have time to put my emotion and my energy into that kind of rejection. If you didn't get the job, it's likely it went to someone the boss had worked with before or a person who had been at the company longer. In other words, it wasn't a statement against you. So don't make it one. And if you do get feedback that there are things you can improve or do differently, then listen to that. Can you use those things to get where you want to go down the line? That makes rejection a lot easier to bear. Now that brings us to our Simply Start segment. This is where we talk about one simple step we can take to feel good, do well, be happy today. And today, I want you to start creating your good news file. Pull out a file folder in your desk. I like those, you know, manila file folders that go on the bottom drawer. If you're like me, I like paper, something to hold and write on. Or you can do this on your computer. Create a new file called good news file. And put one item in it that makes you feel good and reminds you of your awesomeness. Maybe this is a thank you note. Maybe this is a... A testimonial from a client. Maybe this is a grade from your class that you felt proud of. Maybe this is a love letter from your kid or your partner or your lover. 
right? Take that piece of evidence of all the times you've done just fine and stick it in your good news file. And come back and look at it when rejection stings or when you've got a piece of criticism that feels icky and hard to deal with. Use your good news file as a way to remind you of what you've got going as evidence of what is working and what you contribute to yourself and others in the world. Next time you're feeling excluded, rejection, or rotten, open that folder, look through those moments where others recognized all you have going on. Time for our Simply Nifty segment, and this is the segment where I talk about a favorite practice podcast book or other favorite things that makes my life a little brighter. And today, and this time, it's an article about famous people who have been rejected and still made a comeback. I, I look at this kind of stuff all the time. I look at famous writers who have been dissed and never published, and I remind myself, okay, I still got good years left. I can still <laughs> make a go of it. And, and it's actually helpful. It makes me laugh, but it's also inspiring. Because the people we really revere in this culture have faced daunting setbacks and rejection. And I like to be in their company. So if reading about famous people who have been rejected inspires you <laughs> like it does me, I want you to go to www.thoughtcatalog.com and look up this article. It's called 35 Famous People Who Were Painfully Rejected Before Making It Big. And that says it all, right? And even after you get big, I imagine you're still rejected. So you'll read stories about people like, you know, Oprah, Madonna, Walt Disney, and you can find it all on www.thoughtcatalog.com, which is a great site with full of inspiring ideas anyhow. But search up 35 famous people who are painfully rejected before making it big. And when you read about what J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, uh, a welfare mom who is now one of the richest people in all of England, went through, I promise you, you're going to feel a whole lot better because she was rejected time and time again and she took screw it action and it changed her life and, and the world for the rest of us, right? That's the power of perseverance in the face of rejection. We can do this, right? We do this all the time. So it's just about supporting each other through these difficult moments, knowing that it's part of the deal and we can rise above them and use them to create the lives we want. So that is the Simply Nifty segment for today. Thoughtcatalog.com, 35 famous people who were painfully rejected before making it big. Do you have a favorite item or idea or practice that you think we should include here in the Simply Nifty segment or a tip that will help us start living life easier? Let me know about it. I'd love to share it with the listeners. You can reach me on my blog at www.imperfectspirituality.com. You can find me on Facebook at the Polly Campbell author speaker page or on Twitter at PL Campbell. Reach out. Let me know your simply nifty idea and we'll include it in the show. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard on Simply Said, take a minute to subscribe. And if you feel like it, give us a review. Those things really help us to keep going and growing. And my tech people say it, it helps bump us up so more people can find us. So I appreciate any time you take to subscribe or review us. I'd be so grateful. I appreciate your time. Thanks for being here with me on Simply Said. I'm Polly Campbell. I'll be here with an episode next Tuesday. Now, have a good week and let's go. Live well, do good, and be happy.
Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.